Have you seen the trailer for Megan, though? Oh, of course I've seen the trailer for okay, Megan. It, look, it looks like it rules. Yeah, I can't fucking wait. That's the movie that Orphan First Kill wants to be. Um, <laughs> yes, for real. I was like, I was kind of like, this is going to be kind of stupid. This will be fun. Whatever, like, Child's Play knockoff. And then when that bitch starts dancing. Oh, like, yeah. Done. It's like, it's done. already it's already been owned by the, like, the gays already own yeah, it. Yeah, we took it's it. It's ours. <laughs> yeah, it's ours now. And now came talk. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hi. How are we doing? Yeah. Hi. Hi. We're here. We're back. <coughs> it's spooky <Ooh>. outside. <coughs> now I'm actually coughing. Oh no! Oh no! Drink your water. Drink your juice, Shelby. I, I forgot water today. Oh no! Here, I just swallow. You know what some sounds spit. so good right now? What? An awa fresca. Mmm. It's like a Ooh. pineapple awa fresca. Oh, I want like fresas, oh. like lime and sandia mixed together. That sounds so fucking. Good. I've been like kind of hankering for fresas recently. Mm. Go. Just go to the restaurant. That's what I always did. Yeah. I'm- I don't like the sit down. I mean, if anyone, if anyone is still there at the drive-through one that I recognize, like I'm driving, I'm turning my car to the right and to the right. Oh, you know that one of them. I'm not going to say their name. <laughs> is still there. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't want to yeah. go. Yeah, I don't want to no. go back. Um, hi, we're here. Welcome to Straight People Movies, the podcast where we two gays talk about an old restaurant job we used to have together, and also movies that are made for straight people. And we ask the question. To both of those answers, why? 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 Why did why? you do that? I made so much fucking money at Fresno's. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, girl. The <laughs> most money I've made until now, ever in my entire Same. adult life, was being a shift leader at Fresa's. Same. Girl. I made <laughs> so, I made so much money. And that's when they gave out cash tips. Actually, I think you were gone by the mm-hmm. time they stopped doing that. But they used to give us yes. cash tips untaxed. Mm-hmm. Girl, years. I would be getting like years. 200 dollars, like sometimes. Yeah, and you come and you do a catering shift for two hours. That's an extra hundred bucks, baby. Oh, I miss those days. Day. Oh my god, and oh I just did whatever god. the fuck I wanted, and like I didn't even care, and I wasn't even like good at oh. it, and like oh, it was honestly, <clears throat> I can't believe, I can't believe I like took a promotion at that job. I can't believe you did either. Same. I can't believe either of us did that. We're fucking idiots. <laughs> that was god, stupid. Gosh. God, we were dumb as fuck. Yeah. Anywho, my name is Dylan Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And baby, we're here to talk about we're on some some movies. We're here to talk about some movies. Yeah. But just one movie in particular. We're in the middle of our Stephen King Halloween Spooktober Spectual. 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 I was like, should I try that again? No, I'm keeping all of this in. Yeah, yeah, no. I loved it. Yeah, I'm not cutting anything. You know how much effort it is? It takes me five seconds to cut something. That's too much effort. Yeah, no. Whenever I'm editing this podcast, I'm looking at my Magic the Gathering cards. I'm not... Girl, I know that you leave in all the dumb shit that I say. Oh, yeah. I do very little. Unless we, like, say something problematic, (laughs) I I leave it in. You say... You said, whenever I say something problematic, I cut it. But when you do, I leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes you're like kirk's no, the dasha I... of the two um <laughs> yeah and i'm the ira glass i'm a little angel <laughs> but yeah what do we what, i what, am what? the anna that i leave my 
my baby on the side. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, we are week two of our Stephen King series. We're talking about probably what is going to be the worst movie. Mm. And it's it. Is it's it. It's it. It's, it's it. it. It's it. You know this whole yes, episode just going to be us doing it jokes. It's <laughs> is this the it? Thing is like how do we? <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! We should take the we should clean. take the strokes cover and AI it out like of the leg and the like of the is this it cover and have it be uh, Pennywise? Is this that? Yeah, yeah, we could have it like its little skirt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's yes. like he's wearing like a like like he's in the craft. Yes, <laughs> yes, he has his little like little twill little lacy skirt on. Oh, God. Yeah, it. We're talking about it. We're talking um, about it. Which uh, w- this is it. probably the movie that's made the most money out of anything we'll do this month. I can, without looking at the numbers, can assume that this movie made more money than the other three movies we're talking about combined. Oh yeah, this movie is the highest Easy. grossing horror film of all time. Of all fucking time. And I think it Easy. might be second place for the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Uh, it, it's technically third place. Actually, it's now fifth place. So, do you think you can name them? I'll, they are all, R-rated films. All R-rated films. All uh, the other four are part of franchises. Maybe okay, like and the so they're all gonna be newer. So yeah. Deadpool and Deadpool two. That's number two and number three. Deadpool is actually made more than Deadpool one. Interesting. Um, so obviously, there's two more. Yes, one came out in 2019, the other came out in 2003. 2003? Yeah. 2003. Well, we talked was... about the number one movie on our list in our podcast. The number one movie on our podcast? What? We have talked about the number one movie on our podcast. Oh, we have? Yes. Like, like at, we did an episode Recently. on it. Recently? We did an on Team America? Recently. No. Oh, my God. I'm so mad. It's about another clown. Another clown? We've done... This is our second clown movie. Girl. It is the second clown. Who is this? If somebody's going to do Halloween costumes and they're going to do two clowns, it's going to be Pennywise or it's going to be this clown? Not House of a Thousand Corpses. No. This clown. You're going to be so fucking pissed. This clown? Wait. Academy Award winning film about a clown. I need to look at when, what? Here, give me one second. Uh, Girl, sh- no, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Wait. Okay. It's not, wait. It's not Joker, is it? Baby, Joker not only has made the most money for an R-rated film in America, it is about $300 million more million than the second place. That's insane. Wait, so what's the 2003 yes. movie? The Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that's the campiest entry on the list. For that's sure. actually, yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> that's but hilarious. Yes, uh, yeah, so we have done two of these. One day we're gonna have to do Deadpool, and on that day we will both kill ourselves. Yeah, uh, no, that's when we that's when we finish this podcast. That's our last. That's episode. the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, is Deadpool. Um, uh, yeah, wow. Before we get into it, let's talk about it. What's the what's the rundown on it? Well, so, like we mentioned, we are in week two of our Stephen King Spooktacular Spectual series. <laughs> um, and it, we, we watched It, the uh, 2017 film directed by Andy Mus- 
Muschetti, 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 and starring a bunch of kids. <laughs> Sorry, this is my first. I never read these until I say them. <laughs> starring a bunch of kids and Bill Skarsgård as the titular it. Um, Look, and the... I was doing this, doing the rundown <laughs> on my phone while watching it. I was like, I'm not typing these names out. It's Girl, no. Kids. Who cares about these children? Um, <laughs> fuck, these uh, fuck these, fuck these damn kids. Um, and the plot of it, in case you are not familiar, is it's about an evil entity terrorizing a group of children whose personal lives seem worse than being terrorized by a clown. <laughs> Real, like I was watching halfway through this movie, I was like. Honestly, these kids have, like, such shitty lives that are not explored as much as they should be. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, I would, like, oh, if, girl, if we'll get into it. Like, I will eat you. I will be like, yes, eat me, please. Please free me from this hell that I live in. All of them had pretty bad lives, except for, like, the Jewish one. He was just, like, <laughs> yeah, he's, scared of a painting. He the best life. <laughs> <laughs> They're all, like... They're all like, my dad molests me every day. <laughs> I watched, I caused my brother to get killed in this violent action by a demon. Yeah. My bar mitzvah is hard. My, my mom force feeds me pills. <laughs> I watched my parents burn alive. Every gay kid, like, I know that Finn Wolfhart's character ends up being the gay one, but like Eddie in spirit is the gay one. <laughs> Oh yeah, yes. oh, yes. oh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but anyway, it's currently streaming on HBO Max and Netflix. Let's get j- jump right into it. Let's talk about these damn kids because that's clearly what we want to talk about. <clears throat> I'll talk. I, almost, I, I feel like listening back to the episodes when we edit. It, I feel like whenever we start the discussion section of the podcast, we always just start with a "this sucked" or "this is good." Oh, uh, so that's start true. By saying things that I like about the movie, okay. which are the middle section. The middle section. I think, I think the middle section of the movie, from the slideshow to the haunted house, mm. great. Mm. Okay, I can see it. I like the XTC needle drop. Yes, of course. I like the Cure needle drop. Yeah, absolutely. Great song. My list ends there. <laughs> yeah, girl. Um, so <laughs> I watched this movie, and it's kind of a funny story. It's kind of a funny story. Um. <laughs> I um I had never seen it when it came out because it was getting it was like everyone saw it right like I'm I'm not surprised mm-hmm. it made the amount of money it did because I feel like everyone saw it and people that don't watch horror movies saw it so I feel like mm-hmm. of course me being the resident horror girl they were like oh my god like Kirk like have you seen it and I was like no I like I'm gonna go see it it's just like but like everyone's talking about it and I feel like it's getting really overhyped because everyone's saying it's like amazing and like the scariest movie ever made and it's just like and you know me we've talked about it I just like can't do the overhype it just like you're gonna fuck it up for me so I put it off waited 2018 so about a year later I'm dating I was gonna say 27 years 27 years later um I go back to dairy um no um so (laughs) then I was dating my boyfriend and on our one of our first times hanging out he was like we should watch it it's so good and I kind of the whole time shit all over it and made him kind of upset. It's like one of the first times that we like didn't get along. Like it was like, oh, I think no. like I could see the wheels turning and he's like, this guy is like a fucking asshole. And he's right. Um, <laughs> but I hated it. I hated it, Dylan. I thought it was horrible. I thought it's the terrible. acting from the, from the children is terrible. I think the direction's mm-hmm. bad. I think the CGI is bad. I think the funny moments are bad. I think that, like, the mm-hmm. dialogue's terrible. Like, I just thought everything about it was horrible. Um, I watched it again today. I think it's not as bad as I thought it was, 
but it's still pretty bad. Yeah. It's bad. I think, yeah, it's bad. It's, it's mostly boring. It's so boring. And so dull. And it's just like the holy Goonies energy it has, like doesn't work at all to me. Period. Like, I just think that it completely undercuts this, the scariness of it. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes like I just feel like I'm watching like an R-rated like Goonies with blood. Like I don't oh. know. Like it just it doesn't give horror movie to me. <laughs> there was at no point in this movie that I was watching. I was like, this a twelve year old couldn't watch this. Even the scary parts. I was like, this is. I was like, this is for preteens. Yeah, it's not. This is the le- all levels like emotional terror. <laughs> Script-wise, direction is all pitched at 13-year-olds. No, the movie's actively not scary. It's bad. Um, I think Bill Skarsgård's bad in it. Sorry, everyone. Um, yeah. He's just doing his Heath Ledger impersonation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the problem with the movie is that it's actually got a pretty good opening sequence. Like, the part mm-hmm. where, like, Georgie gets, like, killed is, like, pretty horrifying. Yeah. Um and, and, and the movie really establishes right away, like, oh, yeah, you're going to see some kids die. Like, we're not playing. Like, this is Stephen King's it, you know? So I feel like yeah. in the, those first five minutes, you're kind of like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, like, on board with this movie. And the movie just never, ever reaches anywhere close to that to me nope. at all. And I think one of the biggest issues is that I know people think the miniseries from the 90s is, like, corny but this movie should be a miniseries it's got way too many characters and way too much plot and way too much story building and like the town of Derry clearly is very important and i feel like that gets all lost in this movie just completely lost so it's just kind of like like the first hour and a half of this movie is just one by one all the kids encountering pennywise yeah it It was so repetitive it and I, I, they're all treated with, like, I feel like there's, like, different levels of, like, so Pennywise manifests himself in, like, the biggest fears of whatever, the, whoever is, like, currently perceiving him or whatever. And they're all pretty terrifying, except for, like, the Jewish one, the Jewish kid. Oh, the painting? Has, like, See, I thought the painting. funny one. I liked the painting But one. it's still treated as this, like, really scary thing. I'm like, no, the, like, if you're going to have a comic moment, like, have it be this. See, like, but maybe, maybe, that's... maybe, because Dylan, I disagree with you. I thought the painting was scary. I thought the leper was the, like, dumbest one. <laughs> it's like, you're afraid of this it. man, like, putting his, like, stinky fingers in your mouth? Like, what the fuck is this <laughs> shit? <laughs> I mean, the actual scariest one is the fucking people in the burning building. Like, that's horrifying. Yeah, I was a little confused by... I feel like the movie's confusing because it's like, at first I was like, oh, like, you have to have, like, trauma. Like, trauma. Um, Trauma. Jamie Lee Curtis style to, like, encounter Pennywise. Which is why I thought that Richie couldn't see it. And then it's like, oh, he's scared of clowns. Which also, like, also makes sense that he ends up being gay because he, like... Is scared of clowns, which is a very like gay thing to be scared of, I think. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just so I was like confused, and then it's like, and then it like wh- I don't understand like how Pennywise works. I'm like, so he can like show up at any time and scare you, but then because like S- Beverly's dad's about to like molest her, like, and she kills him, he like is able to take her away because I guess that was like a really traumatic thing that happened i don't i just didn't like get it i was like why couldn't he snatch any of them like whenever he wanted why now i mean he is like an all-powerful like omniscient 
demon. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be you don't you shouldn't have to like trick children if you're like all powerful. Like Yeah. And I'm sure that like Stephen King cuz the book is like fucking 12,000 bajillion pages long. I'm sure he explains all of this in excruciating detail. But like because this movie is like a 2 hour and 15 minute long movie, it just doesn't it just doesn't you don't really to, to get to sink into it. And again, yeah. the whole movie, you can tell that the movie's really about the town. Like, I can just tell, like, if I read the novel, it'd be about the town. Like, that's actually mm-hmm. what it is about, is the town. But that, again, is just so lost. Which is why I think the projector scene's really good. And probably the only other effective scene in the film that's actually scary, other than the opening sequence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, that part's, like, fun and scary. And, like, yeah. the oh, projector so with the map. I just really liked all that. And I liked the little, like... I liked Ben because he's like a little little town historian. I was like, I would hang out with Ben. Yeah, so cute. He's bored, so he just yeah. Um, I do think I have the same opinion that I have about it as I do with the sui- with Suicide Squad, mm. which is that I think its makeup is really good. Its makeup and hairstyling is like actually kind of iconic. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, I can't really think of like a recent character other than Joker, of course, like the newer Joker yeah. that. And it's crazy because yeah. like I'm looking at like the <clears throat> like the makeup Oscar for this year for 2017, and it's like Darkest Hour, Victorian Ab- Abdul, and Wonder. And, and like, this didn't get in. Better makeup. No, it didn't get in at all. And I was like, if like because the like Suicide Squad won the year before, like Mad Max won, like it's and the Wolfman won, like it's gone to like horror and kind of sci-fi stuff before. It's just weird that like it wasn't able to get in whenever it made like such an iconic. Like how many times have you seen the Pennywise? I no, think it the is modern Pennywise is more iconic than the old one. Yeah, <laughs> it is really, really good makeup. But yeah, it's um, I don't that's know. It. <laughs> that's it. This movie's really missing something for me, which is so funny that so many people like it. And mm-hmm. I guess it goes back to like what I've said about like I find that like mo- horror movies that like regular people, I guess, like that are not horror people, like it tend to be ones that horror people don't like. Um, cause it, I do think that like, it is not scary in the perfect way for like a regular movie goer. Like it's scary well, enough that you're like, Oh, I can't believe I got through a movie about dead kids. But it's like, but there's nothing actually like there feels, there's no stakes. It doesn't feel, no, there's, I think there's no tension fundamentally about nothing. I think yeah. There's nothing, no brain behind it. Yeah. It just, it's just like a series of vignettes because there's, this book is a million pages long and they just pulled the. I guess important bits out, but then it just kind of gets well, it's all these, like, together. All these like signifiers that like people like easily like stick onto. Like it has like molested girl and missing children and right. Uh, it's shorthand. It's shorthand for Mon- fear. Munchausen by proxy, and it's like yeah. all these like yeah <clears throat> shorthand things that like f- that in a normal movie would like be a part of a plot or a part of themes and a part of narrative structure. But it's just like in here, it's just like, here's the fucking like Sims level that I put on this character. That's like, Oh, they have red hair and also get molested all the time. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't actually do anything. No, totally. They, they, they kind of rely too heavily on these dark bits to like make you feel scared. But like the movie doesn't, just doesn't feel like it. I can tell the kids are playing. Like it doesn't feel mm. real. The only one that seems to really like get the assignment is Sophia Ellis. Like yes, as great. Beverly, like I feel like she's the only one that like is actually like giving anything to this movie. Um, yeah. And it's like got somewhat of a character and is like acting, 
while the boys just feel like they're like on summer camp. Like I don't know. Like I just don't yeah. feel the fear from them at all. Like the scenes yeah. where they're getting like yeah, literally like mauled shit. by Pennywise. I'm like, y'all don't seem scared. Like y'all are vibing. Yeah, it all seems like shit you would do whenever you're like, yeah, whenever you're 12 years old and you're playing out with your friends. And it's like, okay, well, like, it can't. It, the movie can't have, like, these real world implications of, like, children being murdered and kidnapped and shit, but being played like it's you're at your friend's sleepover and it's like you're, you're doing playtime. Right. And, like, and here's the thing you could, I suppose, go in that direction, but then they need to be, like, desensitized or something. Like, you've got to, like, yeah. pick something. Like, you have to pick a tone. Like, I don't know, because the tone to me is, like, they believe it and they're scared of it, but then I don't feel that fear at all. And it's, like, it's a movie about a demon that eats children. Like, how am I not scared by this? Like, and I think it's because the kids, like, I honestly think the worst part about this movie is the children's acting, which I don't blame them for. I blame the director because they don't know Mm. what they're doing. They're 12. Um, So I blame the director and I blame the writing, really, at the end of the day. I think that the dialogue is horrible in the movie. Like, I think that getting kids to curse is like totally like lazy, like, Oh, we'll just make them curse a lot. And like, I don't know. I just thought it was so like put upon. Like they're like, yeah, yeah we're like actually... rough and tumble kids. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it feels like if you look at the, t- the people who wrote this movie, so it's Chase Palmer, who I'm not exactly certain what he, his like level of, but I think the two main people that come out, are Carrie Fukunaga and Gary Dalberman. So Carrie Fukunaga, if you don't know him, he did the Jane Eyre adaptation, which is so fucking good. Sin Nombre, he did uh, True Detective, which straight people fucking love. If we ever true. do a miniseries thing, yeah, God, talk about season one of True Detective. Jesus Christ, just wa- talk about uh, that that long take that everyone's obsessed with. Yes, <laughs> we will do. We'll do an episode. We'll do an episode on an episode. Uh, and then Gary Dalberman, who wrote Annabelle. And Annabelle creation. And that makes sense. Wolves at the doors. So you've got two nun. very like yeah. opposites coming together. And that's Which... what it feels like. It feels like Carrie Fukunaga is trying to make a dumb, not a dumb movie. I mean, this is a dumb movie, but he sounds like he feels like he's trying to make like a popcorn movie. And this Gary Doberman guy is trying to make like a higher arch movie. And they both just make this like muddy shit of a movie. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. I, I understand that they're children, but they're like, they're like older. They're like in junior high, right? They're like 13 Mm -hmm. years old. And I just feel like the, like, like I mentioned this kind of like Goonies stand by me energy, like doesn't work because it's like at the beginning, maybe when they're not sure if the fear is real, but once they're like actually down that well and like, say like the final act, I'm like, yeah, come on. Like y'all should be pissing your pants, (laughs) like straight up. Well, like, they had the fucking, they knocked Pennywise down the, the well within the well or whatever at the end. And then, like, immediately one of the kids is like, well, I know what my summer experience I say is going to be about. And it's like, girl. Shut up. You been throwing up. You'd have been vomiting for being terrorized this whole time. Like, what the fuck? No, it was just you weird. I just don't kids. get, I just don't get the tone of the movie at all. And I think it's because they want it, because he wanted it to be thrilling and i suppose that worked because look it made a shit ton of money and like people love it so it's like i guess i'm wrong like but but for horror purposes i don't consider this like to be like even like i feel like it's already forgotten about especially because the second one apparently is horrible um that's the thing is like is there anything more like pandemic memory hold than it yeah yeah truly so before the pandemic oh yeah 
God. Like, yeah. it and, like, True Detective also. Like, Carrie Fukunaga just as an entity just feels like the most pre-pandemic shit in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah, I really dislike yeah. this movie. Like, the more I think about it, like, the more I'm like, God, I hated this. It's just, like, it's just not even that fun it's to watch. Fun. And no. there's a couple of good scenes, like, here mm-hmm. and there. I like the lore, which they barely get into, um, yeah. which makes me want to read the book. Because I'm like, I think that, like, the lore is the most fascinating thing about the movie, but they barely touch on it. Because they care so much about these damn fucking kids. And I'm just like, I don't care. It's either delve into them and their lives, like, in a real way, or don't. Don't give me some, yeah, like, bullshit of, the only per- one scene of her dad, like, attacking her. And that's all we, you know, it's like, and that's the character development. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, you, every every character has, like, one scene with their parents. And it's, like, one entire, like, fucking one-act play with them. And it's like... You have one scene of the Munchausen and Brad Proxy. You have one scene of the dad getting mad at the son for, like, obsessing over his brother dying. And you have one scene with the kid and his grandpa at the farm. And it's, like, the it's, nothing's established enough. And it's, like, you could take more time to, like, make this world more real because, like, it's so fantastic with Pennywise. Like, set it in reality. Like, it feels like playtime. It feels like a high school summer essay. Here's my pitch. Yeah. Redo it as a miniseries again. Do each episode from a different character's point of view. So mm-hmm. you start with like Bill, you know, you do like whatever, Eddie next or whatever. Just do each character, give them their arc, still continue the main storyline, and then at the end do a free-for-all for the finale where it's all of them together. Yeah. Easy. 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 And then do season two, or just don't even do season two with the adults because I feel like no one cares about the adult storyline. That's like the vibe I get. From people that have read the book, yeah. from people that have watched the original miniseries, the people that have watched it chapter two, like that it's like no one wants the adult storyline. No one wants Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. No, we don't want it in James McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen it chapter uh, two? I have. I watched the first 10 minutes in preparation for this episode because I was like, I remember there being something with homophobia in the beginning. And there was. It was a gay hate crime in the beginning. How was that? Isn't it Xavier Delon was- getting killed? Yes, he is. Yes, King. Uh, yes. And uh, it is, you know, fine. It is fine. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's just I like, mean, what else is there to say about this movie? I guess we could talk about Stephen just, King a little bit and his like weird obsessions. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because like, it runs let me see where it falls in the uh in the Stephen King the books bibliography I, I think it's I think it's one of his early idiot. it's one of his early ish ones so right? it's in, it's in 86 it's kind of in the middle of his run oh wow so, okay at this point we already had Carrie Salem's lot the shining the stand firestarter Cujo running man Christine pet cemetery and then and thinner. Uh, but then it comes out in 86 misery in 87. So this is like right in the middle of his big run. I would say his run kind of ends like, I'm not a big Stephen King reader, but I think like the last book that is like really beloved, not kind of the fucking dark tower. Shut up. Everyone loves the dark tower, but it's like the green mile. That's kind of the last one that is loved. I've actually never read one thing by Stephen King. Ever, oh, really? In my entire I've life. Stuff. 
Oh, so it's good. It's really it's really easy to read. I mean, it's, it's they seem easy to write because there's 70 of them. I've actually, and this but. is kind of crazy, I've actually never really read, like, a proper, like, modern horror book ever. Like, I've read, like, horror I mean, short stories from, like, the 1800s, but I've never read, like, modern horror. Outside of, like, yeah, Goosebumps. Hard... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Goosebumps is so fucking good. Let's do a Goosebumps pod. Honestly? <laughs> pod meeting. What if we did a Goosebumps pod? Girl... <laughs> that is the most random shit. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Um, I've read. So let's see what I've read. I have read Christine. I've read Pet Cemetery. I have read Gerald's Game, and that's it. Uh, I've heard that I like The Shining is legitimately like really scary to read. Is that true? Yeah, I don't know how I would do with like. I mean, I say. I don't know how I do with like long form horror, like a book like that, just because I feel like horror is so like, at least my, my like experience with horror is movies. And then also, I guess like some albums, but they feel like I can only be in that world for 90 minutes to 120 minutes sort of thing. Like, I don't know how I can be in it for up to eight hours. Uh, I did read house of leaves though, which I guess you can consider as a horror novel, but that's like more, that's like so experimental that I don't feel like it really counts. Yeah, I guess what I'm curious about is, like, in horror films, I feel like it's, like, the less you know, the better. But, like, in a horror mm-hmm. book, from what I can understand, especially Stephen King's horror, it's all about, like, it's a lot of, like, lore building and a lot of, like, yeah. information. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard the reason why it is so long is because they, like, just basically go through, like, so much history of dairy and, like, really, yeah. like, establish, like, what's going on. Um, and of course there's seven fucking children. So there's all their backstories too. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that. You know, like I don't, I I am curious though, like of what I should read by him. If I want to like finally start, like what would be a good place to like, I feel like I'd actually want to read something that like, I've not seen the movie version. Like I'd want to actually be like surprised by what I'm reading. You know? Um, I mean, that's the thing. It's like so many of his big books get turned into, movies so you kind of know although isn't the shining such like very different from the book yeah i've thought about reading the shining just because of that exact thing yeah because it's so different yeah, yeah. Uh, i heard it's really scary would you read dr sleep no no not after we the talk about not sleep. after the movie i don't want to read that book aren't people so fucking horny for the director's cut of that are they of dr yeah, sleep the thing is is that the director's cut of Doctor Sleep is supposed to be like infinitely better than the regular cut? I mean, I could see it. You could tell they cut a lot out of it when I like when I like watch the film. Like it's okay. but it's the same problem with it and like a lot of the other adaptations of his novels is that you can just tell that like there's so much and you need mm-hmm. all of that to actually get like scared or like understand what's going on. Which is why yeah. like I'm surprised that other than like that fake Stephen King show that they did where they like blended all the books together that like there's not really like a lot of television series of like Stephen King's work other than like the it mini series I suppose Um, well no it's also like shit in the 90s like Rose Matter I'm pretty sure was one that at the hospital no oh yeah no there was uh, oh and I guess they did the Shining miniseries that's supposed to be like really bad Let's see, like, what has been adapted? So I think that's its own Wikipedia page. I know, yeah, oh, God, let's see. Well, there's a whole thing of, like, his filmography. List of adapted works. So television. 
So where is that at? There's actually not that many movies. So adaptations, here we go. God, there's so fucking many. Jesus. There's so many. I don't even want to get into it. Yeah, I don't even know. I feel like there was like... I'm going to cut all this out. I don't know. But there's been a shit ton. There's still so many coming out. They're doing another Salem's Lot. Yeah, and the guy who wrote it is directing it. Interesting. The guy who's not Kei Fukunaga. Got it. Gary Doberman. Yeah. They're doing another Running Man. I remember they're supposed to do a TV show about the Running Man. And they like I remember like seeing like ads for it on TV. They never did it. Holy shit, I hope this is happening, but apparently Alex Ross Perry is going to direct a Stephen King adaptation. Shit of what? It's called The Dark Half. Oh, bitch, let's go. Oh my god, I hope that actually happens, because I am so here for it. I think Queen of Earth rules, and I would love for to see him do a psychological horror film by Stephen King. Yes. That sounds lit. Uh, Tad Beaumont is an author and recovering alcoholic who lives in Ludlow, Maine. I'm already here for it. Let's go. Sounds like something that he would direct. Yeah. Um, why do straight people like this movie? They have this horny thing for clowns. Love fucking clowns. Straight people fucking love clowns. And I feel like they're scared of clowns, but they're not scared of clowns in the real visceral way that a gay man is scared of clowns. No. Because Where we, like, steer clear. Look, the thing is with gay people <clears throat> that we love drag queens. We love clowns. They're clowns. Yeah. We love comedy del arte we're like if it's like a classical clown if it's like a like if a it's jester, a mime honey a mime gay people love it clowns i think it's because they use the art of performance either for one of two things that gay people hate evil or children yeah i think that it, it is really strange how or rodeo like, I really want to, like, break down, like, where this fear of clowns came from. Because I don't know about you, but I've always had, like, a deep-seated, like, fear of clowns. I was waiting to tell the story, but I'll tell it now, baby. So, I was afraid of clowns because whenever... So, I was born in 1990, as I think you were as well. Mm-hmm. And the It uh, miniseries came out... Let's see. When did that come I out? think that also came out in 90. Early. But it must have just played on TV all the time. I think that's how all of us saw parts of it as a kid. Yeah. It had, yeah, it came out in 1990. It came out exactly in 1990. And whenever I was born, the hospital gave me a clown, like a little clown doll or whatever. And I had it for years and years and years and years and years as a baby and as a toddler. And I loved it and always came around with me and never had a name for it because I had no concept of names. And then one day I was hanging out with my mom. My mom had me when she was really young, so we would we wouldn't hang out. She wouldn't she wouldn't raise me. We would hang out. We were we were peers, uh, and we were hanging out with one of her friends. And she asked me what my clown's name was. I was like, oh, I don't have one. She was like, you should name it Pennywise. And I was like, love it, fantastic. And no <laughs> idea the context ever. And then one day we were at the Blockbuster in Orange, Texas, and I saw the cover of it. Mm-hmm. And it scared the shit out of me because it had. Stephen had fucking Tim Curry. Tim Curry with his with his with his limp wrist on the it, <laughs> and my friend, my mom's friend, who was the one who told me to name it Pennywise, like, oh look, Dylan, that's Pennywise. That's so mean. I know, and I was like, I was four, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How Girl, that's so cruel. But I think that's why all of our generation hates clowns. It all stems from. That for me, it's a little bit of a, it's a multi, it's a little multifaceted. Okay. What you got? So when I was three or four, 
we were on vacation somewhere in Africa because I used to live in Africa in case no one knew that. Um, and I think we were in Ghana and we were at, staying at a hotel and my mom, being a weirdo who would do this on vacation, was watching Poltergeist <laughs> yeah. in the hotel room. And I like walked in from the beach and I was just like, what are you doing? And she was like, I'm watching a scary movie. You shouldn't watch it. And I was like, I can watch it. And she was like, okay. We'll see how this goes. And I like sat down and I literally remember watching the scene where like the little clown doll, like, I'll never forget this, like till the end of my days. Like, and it just like the little boy's scared of it. And he like closes his eyes and he like wakes up. He like close, opens his eyes again. And the little clown doll's off of the chair on the other side of the room. And you can like hear rustling. And he looks under his bed like a fucking idiot. Like, like, girl, are you new? <laughs> are you fucking new, bitch? And he has those little, remember those, like, you remember bed curtains? I think no one really uses them anymore. Oh, yeah. Remember, like, bed oh. curtains for, like, mm-hmm. under the you bed? You see underneath your bed, yeah. And he, like, pulls up the bed curtains. And that fucking little monstrosity pulls him under the bed Mm-mm. and starts choking him. And I was mm-hmm. so scared. And I had a clown doll too, Dylan. It was my mom's clown doll passed down to me. Oh no! Like an heirloom, you threw bitch. Threw it into the beaches of Ghana. And here's what's worse, girl. My grandma is a painter, and she painted a portrait of the clown doll that hung in our guest room growing up. And I remember that I made my mom take the clown doll away after seeing that movie. And I literally, like, we had to take down the painting because I was so scared of it. And I, but the reason why it really scared me is that apparently when you take, at least this time period, when you have a malaria vaccine, um, because we had to have one to live in Africa, that they're, they're known for like giving you like nightmares, like that vaccine. And apparently I had nightmares like that felt very real (laughs) of that clown doll coming alive and like giggling (laughs) under my bed and shit and like trying to get me. And my mom was like, oh, yeah, girl, I've been having weird dreams, too. Let me take that clown doll away. But, like, since then, it's, like, not clowns. It's, like, clown dolls specifically for me. Well, it's spooky. I mean. Yeah, it is spooky. We talked about, I think when we talked about, like, Nightmare Alley, or we talked about something with circuses. And we talked about, like, the, like, circus aesthetic based Mm -hmm. on that street people fucking love. And... It's just, it's another example in the long line of, like, circus aesthetic is, like, a specifically straight thing. Yeah. I think it's because it's, like, it's an easy way to, like, be kind of, like, freaks. And, like, straight people fucking love freaks. They love contortionists. They love... Are we the clowns? clowns. Is that why we don't like clowns? Because we hate ourselves. we're clowns. Yeah. I mean... Because we're the clowns (laughs) that they're, like, falling at. We're the Michelle Obama hey clown... We are. Uh. <laughs> no, it's weird. It's like weird watching. Like, I feel like it's not just our individual stories about clowns. It's like, I feel like all of society has like decided that clowns are scary. And like, I don't even know. I'd have to watch like an old silent movie depicting clowns to understand what the fuck a clown is supposed to be like in the positive way. I truly like well, have no, like, I don't know what that looks like. And it's also, like, I think it's an easy, like, costume that people do. So, like, it, for, like, Halloween. I feel like that is probably, like, where scary clowns came from. Because it's, like, it's an easy costume. Like, being a spooky clown, being, I mean, problematic for being a hobo is, like, the most famous costume for, like, years and years. 
or picking up something from like Walmart that's like in a package. But, but do like, you the clown think is it's like the easiest costume? Is it Stephen King's fault that like we're scared of clowns? Like, is that him? Or where did where did the fear of clowns start? Fear of clowns. I love that. Like, I'm like sweating. Like, I'm like sweating. Like, thinking about figuring out where the because I feel like there's gonna be like lore about like clowns being like evil, and I'm gonna be like, oh my god, this is real. Um, history, history, history. I mean, let's put on our glasses. So, Smithsonian Magazine published an article in 2013 about the fear of clowns. Um, so. Clowns have been around since the early BCE. Uh, but clowns have always had a dark side, said David Kizer, director of talent for Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. After all, these are characters who reflected a funhouse mirror back in society. Academics note that their comedy is often derived from their vocarious appetites for food, sex, and drink and their manic behavior. So, but, in one way, the clown has always been an impish spirit. But I just read this like from a quick Google search it, on Britannica.com. A question was asked, how did clowns become scary? And you're not going to like this answer. Oh, no. When it, in popular culture, what made clowns scary is in 1970s, American serial killer John Wayne Gacy, who performed yep. as Pogo the Clown, <laughs> solidified the idea of the evil clown. So, like, he really, like, was the yeah. start of, like, people thinking of clowns as being scary. Um, yeah. And that's I fucked up because he's, a, he's, like, a gay pedophile serial killer. What else do people, <laughs> why do straight people like this movie? I mean, it's 80s shit. It's more 80s shit. I but think it's so is, stupid that they set this movie in the 80s. Why? It doesn't even... It barely feels like it takes place in the 80s. It doesn't make sense because barely. I think... Like, I again, I have to read the novel or rewatch the miniseries, I suppose. But it's, I know it's set in the 50s originally. And to me, that makes way more sense because the 50s represent, like, idyllic Americana, like, small town, New mm-hmm. England. Like... On the surface, everything looks, like, cute and fine, but, like, underneath there's, like, bullies and murder and kidnapping. And I just feel like it would be more palpable if it was set in the 50s, like it's supposed to be. Because the 80s is just, like, like, what does the 80s have to do with any of this other than they just wanted to update it to make more money? Well, A, well, because Stranger Things, I 100% better Stranger And the Things. casting of Finn Wolfhard, yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, but, yeah, like, the... It, the, the only thing that makes it 80s is like a throwaway line about new kids on the block. Yeah, I just don't get why it was said in the 80s. I just feel like uh, aesthetically, like the setting just doesn't really lend anything to the movie. Like, no. Like the 80s, like other than some throwaway lines about AIDS and like some other things that were going on around that time. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, you could have worked like, like I hate to be like that girl, but it's like get Kushner on the script or something because it's like work in like, mm-hmm. work in something, like work in Reagan. Working, yeah, something going on in the '80s that would feel like there's a bigger picture here of like what's Look, happening, you know. If you want to talk about something in the '80s that was only affecting a specific group of people who could see it, that doesn't immediately kill them. That's AIDS, Mama. Yeah, that's AIDS. Make them all gay. Make them all make them all closet I homos mean, who are scared of coming out is. because of AIDS. Because I'm sure that was exactly. very real. Where my where my eighties kids at? Where my eighties gay listeners at? Like, I mean, I'm sure that growing up in that time period, being a closeted gay boy was like really, really weird. I mean, that's the same thing about like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street two. That's like very clearly like a closet closet metaphor and an AIDS metaphor that I love so much. Yeah, and like 
it could only happen like in the time period that it was happening because like, now it'd be like two on the nose or whatever. But like it was so it's so good for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just think I just think if you're gonna set something in the past, you can't just set it in the past for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. like just set it in the fifties, like it's supposed to be. Like I just don't really understand. Like I just feel like the fifties dressing would have been more scary. Or like even like I feel like you could you could reasonably like set it in the modern day and then like make it trash too. Yeah, it's supposed to be like twenty seven years in the past in the future or whatever, but like how different I mean, I feel like there is a really big difference between twenty seven years ago today than Well yeah, because every time anything bad now, happened to them they could have called use their cell phones. Yeah. It's the thing right, that ruins right. all horror movies nowadays, doesn't it? That's why they have to do but the, the thing whole is, no like, surface thing. I think the thing is like the difference between like the fifties and the eighties like isn't like that that much, whereas the difference between like the nineties and the twenty tens is like so much. Yeah, I agree. Because we no, had like yeah. a new version of communication, basically. No, you're right. I would agree that like the jump from the fifties to the eighties is not as big as the eighties to now, which is so crazy to think about. I know it's so. It, well, it's one of those things where it's like. Cleopatra is closer to the pyramids being born than she was to the dinosaurs, whatever. I mean, that makes more sense. Uh, Sorry, I mean, the dinosaurs being killed were closer to the building of the pyramids than Cleopatra was to the pyramids. Is this something like that? Yeah, yeah. That's a really good way to think of time, I think. Like that, saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, because... we, I guess we kind of lump in... I mean, I know I kind of like lump in everything like pre-Renaissance together... I'm just kind of mm. like, it's yeah. all like, they're all wearing no clothes <laughs> and like, was, they have spears and stuff. <laughs> like how much recording did they do? Like how much do we really know about the year 600? I mean, oh that's what's, that's the gag though, right? And sorry to be like a history girl right now, but like, that's the gag. It's like, we have so much from like BC times because like people were basically like modern, like not modern, obviously by our standards, but you get what I'm saying. There was like a lot of it. Yeah. People were smart. They, like, wrote plays and shit. People were fucking. Like, it was a great time, I suppose. And it's, like, and then we, like, went literally into the Dark Ages is what it's called. Because we, like, regressed. We, like, literally regressed from where we were at for, like, a couple, like, I think, like, a thousand years. Like, (laughs) like straight up. Like, a thousand years was just, like, nah. And then the Renaissance, (laughs) I guess, happened. And that's when, like, things got, like, better. Um, Yeah, it's, like, maybe you don't hear from a friend and, like, for like three years and then you see them on Instagram like and their stories pop up and you're like oh like they're alive yeah that happened to me oh, the other okay. day that like suggested shit that Instagram does it's like what are your contacts yeah. and I'm like oh there's a reason why I don't follow this person um Instagram <laughs> um I was thinking that there's this like there's this foxing line that's like it just says unfollowing your dead friends and I'm like oh fuck oh that's I don't want to unfollow my dead friends that's sad I'll, I'll, I'll follow them I'll follow my dead friends yeah I'll turn on notifications just in case they tweet anything new yeah, you never know. Is that going to be, like, the <laughs> thing that we all have to deal with is, like, all of our, like, friends haunting us on social media? It's going to be Unfriended 3, Mama. Oh, my God. What was – um? I read something online once that, like, eventually there will be more dead people on Facebook than alive people. I forget what year it is. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But, they like, someone, like, did the math, and I think it was, like – I mean, it's a while from now. Maybe, like, 20, 30 years or something like that. But eventually, like, it's just going to be one big graveyard. Like Facebook. Right. Isn't that crazy? Hell yeah. Like oh, when God. when we're getting into our older age is when we're gonna start seeing like that most social media is just gonna be like a lot of like um what do you call it? What do you call that? Remembering like a sarcophagus? Account? 
no, well, no, nothing, but, nothing know, that physical. Yeah, a memorial. A memorial is the word I was looking yeah. for. A it'll be, it'll be a digital obituary. Oh my god, it's gonna be crazy. Oh, anyway, ooh, that crazy. see that spooked me out more than anything ooh. that it did. Um, I know. <laughs> Speaking of being scared, is there anything gay about this movie? The flute lady and the painting. Yeah, I yeah. Think she was gay. She was gay. I think being scared of a painting is gay because I was scared yes. of a painting. I just told that anecdote, so well, the thing is, I related to that. Have like reactions to paintings. They're like, I could paint that. Like, ugh, so dumb. Gay people have emotional reactions to paintings. Yeah, we're like scared or like I want to live in it. Um, or a little turned on. Yeah, or like. Ooh. Who's the saint with all the arrows? Oh, uh, Sebastian. Yes. Mm. Yeah, we're like, the one that turned Mishima gay and then made him want to like, mm-hmm. um, you know, do everything that he did, I guess. Overthrow the Japanese military. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what being gay paintings. does to you. <laughs> straight people, when they see paintings, they get bored. Gay people, they want to form a coup. <laughs> they do. They Look. do. <laughs> no, it's crazy. I was thinking about that the other day because it's like, you know, Mishima blames, not blames outwardly, but like you can get the sense as a gay man, you can just sense from reading Mishima's work or like seeing the film that like, him hating his gayness is like a huge motivator for all the crazy shit that he does. Like you can just yeah. know, like you're just like, yeah, I know. I know this man. Yeah. Um, I've slept with I this see. man and got scared and didn't text him <laughs> back afterwards. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, it's the same thing with like Dahmer too. Like, it's like crazy mm-hmm. when you watch interviews with Dahmer. Cause he literally like blames like the way he is like partially on his like homosexuality. And I'm like, what about all the people that you ate though, bro? Like yeah. none of them wanted to eat you. Like, well, how can I, you sit there and tell me that, like, your homosexuality is, like, what drove you to want to, like, make a shrine of bones in your living room? Like, well, like, when I was, I remember reading about the, um, the controversy about the beginning of It too, and people being, like, this was, like, peak think pieces about, like, the depiction of violence toward, like, marginalized communities is, uh, a... Uh, I'm already falling asleep. I'm already falling asleep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but as an endorsement, whenever people would be like, oh, any like depiction of this violence against a marginalized community is actually an endorsement of what? said violence. What? That it was. Do you not remember that? that no, I do. I do. I just like, I blocked yeah. it out. And it's just like, that is the most yeah. like insipid one, like thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Once, once again, the, the pandemic really sped some shit along. And thankfully I think it got rid of a lot of those like thoughts. Uh, but yeah, I, it's that was like a big thing about the second one is that people were like, "Oh, this depiction of like of a hate crime in it is homophobic," and it's like, "Girl, no." The evil clown that eats the heart of a gay person is not meant to be taken as this like saintly figure, Barbara. Yeah, no, it's weird. It's weird how people don't understand like nuance or tone. Or anything anymore. Mm. It's like clearly, like I haven't seen it chapter two, but from what I understand from the scene is that it's not meant to be like you're watching it and you're like like excited about watching these gay men be killed. No, it's 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 a bad thing. Like the tone is like this is a bad thing happening, and I actually disagree. Like, sure, maybe some people like get triggered by watching like violence against their marginalized community. Maybe they shouldn't go see it. Um, and that's fine. Like, do you, you know, but it's mm-hmm. like, I don't think that the regular populace, like, actually, I think the regular populace seeing things like that actually could potentially make them go like, oh, damn, 
Like yeah, violence it, against gay people is a real problem, you know? And it's yeah. like, maybe they don't understand it until they see like a fictionalized depiction of it. And it's like, I don't think mm-hmm. that we should sanitize like real world violence from people. Like I'm, I'm about, to, I'm popping off, but I'm just like, I think that real, yes. like seeing simul- simulated violence can actually be really powerful. Like, Mm-hmm. It's not like the purge where it's like all for fun. That's a different tone. It's like this is meant to yeah. be bad. Like it's like when you see Georgie yeah. get his arm eaten in the beginning of each chapter when it's like hard not to be like, oh damn, that's fucked up. Like watching yeah, this kid like, get wow, mutilated. Like, uh, there's like things he's doing out there like, man, it hates children. Yeah, it <laughs> thinks that killing children's cool. Like what? And I actually think it's infantilizing. I think it's infantilizing to people to think that you could see a child being murdered and that is fine because children being murdered is bad and we all agree that that's a bad thing. But then watching gay men getting beat up and killed, like people could just take that the wrong way. I'm like, how? (laughs) How? And if they take it the wrong way, they already thought that way about gay people. So like, yeah, this didn't create new homophobic. It's so fucking. It's crazy. It's crazy. Actually, people writing theme pieces about that and being annoying is why people hate gay people. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. Like, they're like, wow, these people are really annoying. I don't like them. They, like, keep whining about bullshit instead of the actual problems that we face in the real world every day. Well, it reminded me, speaking of gay people being annoying, it reminded me, I didn't put it in the doc. uh, (laughs) Sorry, that was such a great segue. (laughs) No, you're good. No, because this would make it even matter. Uh, I didn't know where to put it if straight people like this or or if it's gay. Um, But I remember there being slight controversy because... Then Wolfhard came af- went after James Charles because James Charles did a tweet thread about how he didn't like it while watching it in the theaters. Oh yeah, where Finn Wolfhard was like, "Why are you on you, your phone?" Why which like kind of, right which is like really like gagged him a little bit. Like uh, exactly, yeah. It's like both parties are right. That James <laughs> Charles is right and that it is bad, and then Dylan Wolfhard is right because you shouldn't be texting in your movie unless it's boring. Yeah. No, 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 no. I don't agree with that. I think that if you are really that bored by the movie and really don't like it, you should just leave. Go home. Just go. <laughs> then you can go text. But don't text in the theater. I don't know how to Somebody get was texting at the beginning of Tar, girl. People were texting in Tar. Somebody was texting at the beginning of Tar, and someone had to get up and go up to the person and be like, can you turn off your phone? We're seeing <laughs> an, a three-hour-long art house film at 945 on a Sunday. Like, what's Y'all going on? in L.A. I would expect everyone to know how to act oh. in a movie. Oh, no, Dylan. No. People are such bad movie watchers in L.A. I swear to God. Really? Oh, yeah. I've had way more weird, uncomfortable, like, movie theater experiences in L.A. than I had in, ever in Austin. <laughs> Like, where people are just being weird. Like, people, like, getting head, like, in the theater. Like, just Hell a lot yeah. more of, like, that kind of action going on in a movie theater. But that's also because I'm going to AMC and not Alamo Drafthouse because the one Alamo Drafthouse in L.A. is super annoying to get to. You have to, like, go up, like, oh, six yeah. flights of, like, parking garage. I'm like, girl, this oh, is too that. much work. No, no ma'am. Um, nope. But, yeah. No. That's <sighs> – wow. Is this the episode that's going to get us canceled? I hope so. I fucking hope so. God, I'm getting bored. We need to get canceled. I know that that'll bring the life back to the podcast. Uh, speaking of life after podcasts, it's where we recommend something a little gayer than what we just watched. It's our gay recommendation corner. Um, both of these fall more into the category of it's gay because I like it. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. Yeah, I think it follows. We've talked about like not being gay, like explicitly. I think that it follows. It's gayer than it. <laughs> 
I feel like I know more gay people that like It Follows than straight people. But I also don't hang out with straight people that yeah. much. So I don't know. Same. Do y'all like It Follows? I don't know. I, yeah, please. I feel like <laughs> I got into fights comment. with people about It Follows when it came out. Like, I remember being at, like, parties because I used to go to those. Mm. Um, yeah. And I remember, like, bringing up It Follows and being like, I thought it was a masterpiece and, like, the greatest horror film of the last, like, five years. And people were like, that movie sucked. And I was like, why? And I feel like it was always, like, a straight guy with glasses who, you know, was, like, a journalism major or something. And he'd be like, it didn't, like, have, like, it didn't have, like, logic. And I was like, yeah, that's what I liked about it. And yeah, they'd perfect. be like... That's like, literally, that's my favorite argument to get into with a straight man is when they say things and they go, yeah, that's what made it great. Like, I remember yeah. I had to fight about Spring Breakers once and everything this person said that was bad about the movie, I was like, yeah, that's what makes it amazing. Correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, it has no plot. And I was like, yeah, correct. And they're like, yeah. and it's just like visuals. And I'm like, yeah. The only time that I've ever been, like, gooped in me talking about me liking Spring Breakers is a friend of mine went, oh, that movie where all the white women kill the black people at the end. And I went, and then I killed myself. So I was like, yeah, you're right. I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's. Yeah. 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 It's so funny. That's how you know times have changed. Because in 2013, when Spring Breakers came out, what everyone cared about was the fact that like women were in bikinis. Like they were like, this isn't feminist. Like literally it was like, it was like people being like, this isn't feminist. Like they're in bikinis, like being stupid and doing drugs. And they just all like, we all just collectively ignored that part. Like, which is probably way more uncomfy than, than girls being in bikinis. It is really funny to think that like feminism in 2013 was like, girls should be wearing bikinis. Like that's like, like it's like, what? Well, like, the thing is, is that we've, like, I don't even want to get into, like, trad casts and shit on this pod, but, like, there is a small resurgence of that happening, of, like, women should be more pious coming from Brooklyn. Yeah, I just feel like it's, like, women, like, in no, no tea, no shade, I, like, think, I, like, live, honestly. Like, I live, and I'm, like, I, I would be, like, this too if I were a woman, probably. But I feel like a lot of women are also, like, getting to this whole, like, I don't want to work. Same. Which is like same, you know, and I feel like a lot of them are like, actually, same like wrong. maybe we did this all wrong, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's like I get it. It's like if the economy was just better, then you know, you probably could just be a housewife, and you could choose to do that. But now we all can't even choose that. We all have yeah. to work, so we don't even have That's the choice terrible. anymore. You know, it's really terrible. It's awful. So I get it. I really do. I get that. I yeah. really, really do. I'm with you, women. Yeah. I, I, I understand <laughs> the vibe. Women of the world take over. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the other one that I brought up was Channel Zero, which is a mini series, like an anthology series that's on Shutter right now. There's like so seasons. Is, I don't understand Channel Zero. Is it like every episode's a new thing, or is it like every one season. whole season is its own story? It's kind of like American Horror Story, but better. But Question mark? But okay. it's the budget the budget's way lower, but it's like it's not like it doesn't like lose its steam halfway through. It's very much like it belongs on shutter. Like that's kind of the level okay. of Okay, I like I can get down with like a belongs on shutter vibe. Yeah, and it's uh the most famous person on season one is uh Paul Schneider, who was on Parks and Rec. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I've and, I've had it recommended uh, to me. I should watch it. It's really fun. It's it's really easy to watch. Um, it has very good character design, like costuming and like like creature design. There's this like kind of the main creature of the first is this this bodysuit that's made entirely of teeth. Oh, cool! Like it's 
horrifying you know, to look at. You brought it's up so another good. thing that I hated about it, like just before we finish this up. I just have to say yeah. that one of the really, truly bad things about it is the overabundance of CGI in it. Um, it does need to be there. It, it's like even the part there's the part where that like bully gets like lost in the like sewers and he like sees all those like zombies which was really random by the way i was like what does this have to do with anything but the zombies were cgi'd and i was like why like why not just put some like george a romero makeup on them i don't get it the the rock fight was cgi like make fucking styrofoam rocks yeah i just feel like there's so much about the movie that was undercut it like how scary it could be because of how much cgi was used i just mm-hmm. it just wasn't scary like imagine if the part where like sophia ellis is getting like wrapped by hair in the drain and like like imagine if that yes. hair was real hair and they like stop motioned it yeah, like how much more dead. freaky that would have been like the evil dead yeah Terrifying. like the tree scene yeah like how amazing that would have been um and it's just like i don't know like i just feel like so many decisions that the movie made like or like even the it reveal of its, like, face, like, opening up. Like, imagine mm. if that was all practical and how cool that would have looked. Like, the thing or something. Hell. Yeah. I understand it costs more money, but, I mean, this movie made a bajillion dollars, so I think they could have afforded yeah. to up the budget a little fine. bit. They're fine. It's fucking Ugh. stupid. I hate it. The Channel Zero shit is all, like, there's, like, CGI in it, but a lot of it's practical. There's this very good, like, scarecrow monster in the last episode that's just, like, primo shit. Yeah, and I need to watch it. I just feel it. I mean, six or seven episodes. It's just like amazing to me that so many like horror people like scream into the heavens constantly. Like we love practical effects, like bring back practical effects. We like love it when horror movies do them in the modern age. Yet all these directors that claim to love these like classics, like the director of it and mm-hmm. um, like, well, Guillermo del Toro, sorry. Um, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. It's just like, girl, like what's with the CGI? Like, can you just not? Yeah. Can you just do something that looks real? Think about like the pale man from Pan's Labyrinth, right? Mm, Not CGI. So amazing. One of the scariest, most iconic monsters of the last 20 years, right? And then you see like Crimson Peak and you're like, what is this? Or think about like fucking Barbarian. The... In the thing, the thing, the thing in Barbarian, the thing in Barbarian, or even the thing, or even the thing in Smile. Like at the end, it's like, oh, like you just. Well, I don't want to spoil a movie because it's new, but you, you've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. Skip 10 seconds. Skip, do 30 seconds for this. Yeah. But do what I like think... about Smiles, it's like it's just it's just a big, elongated version of a fucking scary-looking person. And it was effective, I thought. I was yeah. freaked out by that damn thing. Do you think they're thing. friends? Do you think the barbarian thing is Oh, like the absolutely. Thing like, the barbarian <laughs> thing is like her little doll. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, then they, no wa- they watch the ring that. videotape together for fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Channel Zero, it follows. Anything else we should add to it or those pretty much? I mean, I guess like to plug a TV show just because I really want more people to watch it is I've really been enjoying the new Chucky show. Um, oh, I heard it's so good. It's really good. It's um, Season one came out last year. It was so good. If you want to watch kids being terrorized by not a clown, but a doll. So close enough. Um, close and enough. it's actually thrilling, actually funny, actually pretty scary and silly at parts. Chucky's great. Season two just started. It's kind of hard to watch because it's on sci-fi, but we're oh. watching it on the AMC plus app. We just got a free trial for it. So okay, or I guess, perfect. I guess okay. AMC also does sci-fi. If you needed okay, another yeah, reason okay. to get AMC plus, I guess. Well, now I got to get it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I highly recommend. And I think season one's actually on Hulu now. 
So it's even okay. easier to watch uh, season one. But um, really, really good. Um, if you want to see kids being terrorized to the point where you're literally like, wow, this is like they really this is like a series of unfortunate events levels of cruelty <laughs> to children. Then you'll love Chucky. It's a great show. Perfect. Yeah, I, I might watch that. That's and it's gay. The main character is gay. So hell yeah. Yeah. I heard the new movie is bad, though. I did hear that the remake was bad. But the show is made by the person that's written, like, all of the Chucky movies other than the oh, remake. Cool. And he's a gay oh, yeah. man. So oh, it's got there a lot go. of queer humor in it. Jennifer Tilly is in it. Hell yeah. What more can you fucking watch? Yeah, it was written by Mike White. No. But, yeah, I, I highly recommend watching Chucky. I feel like it's one of those shows that, like, as it's coming out, maybe it won't get any fanfare. But I totally see it having cult classic status in the future. No. Noted. Yeah. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our pod. My name is Dylan. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia and on Instagram at Garcid. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at K-R-K-V-N-S-E-K-L-E. And you can find me on Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle. And also you can find us on social media, Straight People Movies, S-T-R-8 P-P-L Movies, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. It's a bit yeah. of a ghost town, and- but, but we like it that way. <laughs> future dylan here uh we forgot to record bye i just started talking about criterion collection instead of saying bye uh so on behalf of myself and kirk bye and out came talk talk talk